Hey there, I'm Scott Bertram, and I'm the director of the Hillsdale College Podcast Network. This show and all the other shows on the network are listener-supported. That means we hope for, we count on, frankly, we rely on the support of listeners like you to make our educational outreach possible. One of the best and most convenient ways to do so is joining the Liberty and Learning Society. That's our exclusive monthly giving group. And in this month of March, we are looking for 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society. When you join, you'll help defend liberty through education, and you'll make shows like this one possible far into the future. All you have to do is visit hillsdale.edu slash monthly and complete the secure online donation form. If you need to pause or stop your gift at some point, no problem. Just call us. One of our friendly students or staff will help you. But today, will you be one of the 300 new members of the Liberty and Learning Society in March? Go to hillsdale.edu slash monthly to join the Liberty and Learning Society today. Help us bring these shows to you and other Americans at hillsdale.edu slash monthly. Hello and welcome to this edition of Beyond the Bubble. I'm Ben Dietrich and this podcast is brought to you by Hillsdale College Career Services. And with us tonight is Josh Clues. He is currently in the financial services industry and is also a graduate of Hillsdale College. He's with us tonight to talk about his career choices. Josh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ben. So tell us, Josh, what year did you graduate from Hillsdale College? Um, What did you major in? Uh, What did you think you were going to be doing uh, during your time at Hillsdale? So uh, I graduated in 2008, um, and uh, I majored in American Studies. So uh, at the time, I thought I was uh, probably headed to law school, um, and uh, quickly discovered that uh, not everybody that goes into law finds it as meaningful as, as they first thought. Um, but uh, that, that was kind of my, my entry point at Hillsdale, and um, I went through the core and decided that uh, you know, I, I wanted to major in something that had a thesis requirement and also something that was um, broad and allowed me to take a lot of elective courses across numerous um, major choices cool. and so, departments. So, uh, and then remind us again what that major was? American Studies. American Studies, that's right. Very cool. And then I understand uh, after that it's, uh, you joined the military, correct? I did. Um so I had the opportunity to uh, intern um, in D.C. Uh, at the White House the summer before my senior year. And during that time, I had had um, several folks that uh, you know were in the military currently but were um, a part of um, that I was basically serving while I was interning. Um, and so they were definitely mentors uh, for me in that process. And so I didn't have any family connection to the military, but I knew I wanted to serve. Um, so we had just finished the serve, the surge in Iraq at that time, and so I was a little bit uh, just anxious as to what I wanted to do. And uh, had numerous folks through that internship that um, kind of pointed me in the path that they felt would best suit who I was. Um, and then on top of that, um, I also took a class with Victor Davis Hanson that fall when I got back to, to campus, and it was on terrorism, <laughs> no less. Um, and it was, it was a great class. Uh, you know, one of his, and I believe he still does these courses where he comes into the month he of does, September yeah. and he 
crunch three three credit hours into a month, but it, it was awesome. Um, and we basically went through um, just kind of the rise and fall of uh, just radical extremism, um, or what we hoped was the fall at the time, but uh, it really wasn't. And um, you know, hey, what, what do we do next? And so for me, that was becoming an infantry officer in the United States Army. Um, and uh, so that fall, I went read pretty much everything I could get my hands on about what was the best entry point into the military. Um, you know, should I go in as an officer? Should I go in enlisted? So on and so forth. Um, I pretty much helped my uh, recruiter into the Army write my application to OCS. And the reason being, I found out is he hadn't ever written an application. Um, so. If you're Hillsdale and you're looking at uh, going into the Army, uh, please give me a call. I can definitely walk you through a little bit of that, um, provided that hasn't changed much. But um, it was it was a good segue, and um, for me especially, leaving Hillsdale, because it, uh, military service is a, is a classical profession, um, and so there was a lot of meaning um, and purpose that I derived from that. Yeah, so most people around here usually choose the Marines, I guess, because you can do that OCS summer school, uh, candidate school, and then right. you said you, you chose the Army. Why was that? Um, for whatever reason, uh, it just never quite appealed to me. I don't know why, um, specifically if I had to put my finger on it. Um, it is definitely a, a better, um, it, it's more advantageous from a um, funding standpoint. You can gain some funding for college and things of that nature. It just didn't quite fit for me. And, you know, there's different cultures and subcultures within the military, um, but it just, it never quite fit. Um, and then I had two specific mentors um, back to my internship in D.C. that pointed me in the right direction and said, hey, you know, you're an avid lover of sports. You're very competitive. You know, you, you want to be a leader in you know, this, this, and this, um, you know, here, here's what you, here's the path that you need to do or that you need to follow. And, and here's what you need to do. Um, if, if you want to stay on that path. So did you think you were going to be in the military as a career or did you think it was going to be something you would do for five, seven years and then get out and do something else? I was open to it as a career. Uh, but, uh, you know, I basically, you don't know what you don't know. All I knew is, you know, Hey, I, I had, been painted a picture of what a platoon leader, especially a combat platoon leader, an infantry combat platoon leader would look like when you enter the military and when you enter specifically the army. Um, and it appealed to me. So, uh, all I wanted to do was at least get to that juncture and then see what the army had to offer me past that point. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar, basically you're, you're leading combat patrols. Um, you're in charge of 30 to 40, um, other soldiers, um, and you're basically in in front of you know what what may come, and then also you're, you're engaging with and closing with the enemy if if need would have it. Um, but uh, I found that the army was a, a great stint for about the five to seven year mark, just given who I was. Mm -hmm. um, and specifically, I also felt some other callings. You know, I, my wife, who I met at Hillsdale. Um, and I were dating at the time, and I said, you know, hey, if, if I'm going to stay on this path, I'm going to be gone every three to six months, or the path I wanted to be on in the, in the Army. I'm going to be gone about every three to six months, um, and that's just probably not um, going to be the best option for being a, a husband one and a father number two. Um, and so I 
it was one of the harder decisions I made at that point in life, but um, I had to get, you know, I basically had to say, you know, hey, Lord, what, what else do you have for me outside of the military? And um, he was very faithful and very kind in that process. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, that you were a competitive type of person. You were interested in sports when you were at Hillsdale. Can you name any other qualities, you know, for people who are at Hillsdale now? They're thinking about what they, they want to do. What type of person would you say is the military a good option for? Um, I would say the purpose-driven individual. Um, you know, not, not to sound too cheesy, but uh, there are very few things that you can give your life to, right? Um, you know, your savior for one. Um, many people give, I would say, too much credence to patriotism or, you know, the American experiment. It's a very precious thing. Um, but uh, that person that just finds an overarching sense of purpose and somebody who looks at vocational work and just says, you know, hey, I'm not quite ready to do that yet. Um, and also somebody who doesn't want to look back in their rearview mirror and say, man, I wish I'd have done that. Um, unlike our, you know, certain leaders in, in today's service, um, you know, politically, that uh, have to say I deferred, um, you say, hey, I, I stepped forward and I did what was asked of me when, you know, w- when it was asked of me. Hmm. And do you think your liberal arts degree at Hillsdale, um, do you think that was helpful in, in, in the military? Absolutely. It gives a, a whole new complexity, a, a whole new dimension to what you're doing. Um, you actually know what you're, what you're defending. When you, say that, when you take an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic, you, you actually know what you're defending. Um, it's not just you know, some pomp and circumstance. You actually have an idea of how precious it was uh, to, get you, to basically get you that far. You really do understand that you're standing on the shoulders of giants you actually do understand what it is that you're, that what you're endeavoring to do has purpose and has meaning. Yeah, that's very cool. So tell us a little bit more about what you ended up doing once you left the military. How did that transition process look? Um, so I, I was very, I knew I was good at business um, because I was always the guy that within the military, I had, a, you have additional duties. So you know, during the day, you train how to close with and kill the enemy, but, you know, your side job within the military is all these other things that nobody else wants to do. Um, I was very good with people. I was very good at logistics. I was very good at getting uh, assets and resources from point A to point B, and so they said, hey, Josh, here's this additional duty that you're going to do, and, you know, you're going to enjoy it. I said, well, great, and it turns out that you can actually make a living doing that outside the Army. Um, I was I went through a transition service, um, a military headhunter, for lack of a better term, and they put you in contact with several other Fortune 500 companies, and I uh, partnered with them over about a six-month period and um, had several different interviews, and finally uh, I settled with a company called Cintas, which is a great company, still is a great company, um, very much enjoyed the, the people that I worked with, um, but there was still something missing especially when you, the, the Army mismanages your career in a beautiful way. Um, they you say mismanages so many, or manages? So mismanages your career in a beautiful way, i.e. they give you more responsibility than anybody you're straight out of college should ever be given, um, but they say don't screw it up. And because you know, you're scared to death of screwing it up, you don't screw it up. It's just like magic. Um, so, but they also give you uh, relationships and resources 
uh, in addition to the the training that they're giving you along the way, um, so that you you literally have to be you know pretty challenged to not to fail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as you're good with people, as long as you uh, understand what the intent is that you need to accomplish, you can you can accomplish that. And so. Uh, the, the purpose that I derive from the Army is I tried to, I often feel, place on vocational work outside of, of the Army. And so that's just not a fair comparison. It's just not going to quite happen. Um, the brotherhood that you experience out, you know, in the military in a combat pat- can, patrol can never be replicated in a, in a normal 9-to-5 work experience. It just can't. Um, and so while I was very good at what I did. Um, while I sometimes enjoyed what I did, there was still kind of that that undergirding little, you know, just kind of question mark in the back of my head going, I, I know I'm supposed to be doing something else. I know I'm supposed to be doing something more, um, you know, but what is that? And so I feel very strongly that you don't run away from something, you run to something. And so um, I got my MBA while I was with CentOS um, at Georgia Tech. And um, also um, just kind of opened that exploratory phase of like, hey, what, what's next for me, Lord? You know, what, what do you want you know, me to, to do? What did you put me on this earth to do? And um, you know, over the last year um, and a half, I've transitioned to the financial services industry and specifically financial planning. Um, and I find that it's, it's uh, very rewarding in many of the same ways, though it is vocational. It's very rewarding in many of the same ways that the the army was, uh, because you're helping people, um, you're, you're helping people have financial security rather than physical security in a way, and also um, you're helping free people from the love of money. Ultimately, anybody who's successful um, with their finances typically is very generous, very altruistic, which you know directly speaks back to you know who I was at Hillsdale. You know, mm-hmm. were it not for the altruism of um, Mr. Grucock, um, who recently passed, uh, I, I would not have been able to experience those sales. So it's, it's very it's very rich. It's very meaningful for me. That's great. So do you have any more advice um, before we go here? Any more advice for Hillsdale students that you'd want them to know? Um, Dr. Kaltoff's advice that he gave me probably, gosh, it would be almost 15 years ago now, but it was probably more like 13 um, he said, you know, make sure that I <laughs> that I stayed as liberally focused as I possibly could um, because that would serve me well. Um, the less technical I could be wh- while I was having my undergraduate degree, the, the better. Um, and that uh, it, it all works out ultimately. You know, why would you pay, you know, that, why, why would you use your, your donor's Scholarship money to buy something from or you know from Hillsdale that you could have gotten cheaper at a you know state school. You know get get those classes those courses that you can't get anywhere else uh, while you're at Hillsdale. And so um, if if I had one regret, um, I, I do not regret getting my American Studies degree. I love it uh, dearly. But I actually recently sent an email to Dr. Wolfram of all people. Um, just basically saying, I wish I would have taken more political economy. Yeah. Um, so if you get a chance, take more political economy, take more econ while you can, because it, it truly is a a um, something that you'll take with you that's got a little bit of a, a technical flavor to it, but uh, it's still 
um, something that you'll always be studying for the rest of your life. Hmm. Well, thank you very much, Josh. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this evening. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you having me. So that was Josh Clues. He's a graduate of Hillsdale College, currently in the financial services industry. He spent a lot of time in the military after he graduated the U.S. Army and then also got his MBA. Some, some great life advice there from Josh Clues. So thanks for listening to this edition of Beyond the Bubble. This podcast has been brought to you by Hillsdale College Career Services. We'll hope you check out our other episodes on Facebook or on the Hillsdale College website. Until then, good night.